host Mike and Richard, welcome you to the show. This won't be very pleasant, you should probably know. This is development hell, so don't be surprised if you don't feel well. That worked out great. <laughs> should we, before we get started, should we address our new fan? Who's our new fan? Uh, the guy who left. The, the, oh yeah, the, the, the dude who left. Yeah. <laughs> is this uh, our two two star review? Yeah. Yes. All right. Which is Let's... thoughtful. I actually appreciate that he gave us a two star review because even though he does hate us in our sense of humor, he was like, "There is some good stuff in there." I yeah. So wish, now we. I just wish these guys weren't talking about it or a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> so in July, we were given a. Um, our second one-star review, which is the opposite of what we've been asking you guys for. So this basically re-ups you guys begging us begging you for five yep. stars. Yep. I mean, begging again. obviously this, this man is not a listener because we asked for five stars. Yeah, I know exactly. You should try listening. <laughs> he might have been the, listening to the other development of hell. There's several. Yeah. Um, so the it is from N Overton. And it is when the hosts are not trying too hard to make jokes, it is a better podcast. But they are not nearly as funny as they think they are. Which, hey, probably accurate. I don't think anybody is as funny as they think they are. Yeah, I do think my two friends on this podcast are very funny. And this is basically (laughs) my excuse to to make a bunch of (laughs) jokes about Neil Kudis' nutsack with him. (laughs) Hey, buddy, we're going to fuck your mom. You came to this podcast for information, and I'm sorry, you got a bunch of inside jokes with three people who are friends. Fuck what you. not that what podcasts are? <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah, it's like, it's it, a, it, that's that's why I was like, he just wants to us, us to hanging not, out. Right, he yeah. wants us to just not be a part of the information. It's like, buddy, what you want is wikipedia.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all this information will, is so available everywhere. <laughs> We pretend we do research, but really we just go on Wikipedia. And then yeah, if like something seems insane, we click the source. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to cordially invite N. Overton of Apple Podcasts to suck my dick. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? I, let's get him on the show. N. Overton, if you're you know still what? listening, hit me up on Instagram, Kyle Anderson Comedy. We'll get you on the show for an app, and we're gonna see how you fucking how you fare with the boys. Because I think you mm-hmm. you riff with the boys one day. You're gonna change your little tune. You're gonna change that shit to five five steezies. And call your mom. She's tired of worrying about you. She tell She's me tired of worrying about you. She's tired of walking weird after we're done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. All right, this is getting close. Funny, to- we're gonna fuck your mom. <laughs> Guys, I thought that was funny. I thought we were trying a little too hard, but it was fine. Uh, Richard, what do we got this week? Yeah, and sometimes, you know, this podcast, it can be really good when we're not trying too hard to be funny. It's um, uh, Today, uh, we're going to talk about uh, fan films, really. Um, just sort of, in general, like, what their space in media, I guess, is really what I want to discuss. And, like, where they belong in, like what we like call film or cinema or movies. Yeah. Not these theme parks that are coming out twice a month. They're yeah, twice not a year these, from Marvel. Not these freaking commercials for the next movie that keep coming cinema. out. Cinema. 
Well, it is interesting because there was a time on the internet that I remember of like, I distinctly remember this dude who was making a uh, Deadpool like fan film series back in the day. And I remember watching it as like an 11 year old thinking like, holy shit, this is fucking amazing. And I found some of them recently (laughs) and they're so bad. I mean, at the time, very well done. But like, you know what I mean? In the grand scheme of things. And it's it's interesting of like at that time, though, that was kind of the only live action Deadpool media that existed. You know, there was a time when fan films were the only outlet to see some of these characters even poorly so realized. And even more specifically, like see characters meet other characters because I I feel Mm -hmm. like a big bit of these things, even if they were parodies or legitimate, like you think about like Ismahawk is like, what if this character and this character who would never meet, meet? And now that is actually battles of history. But now that's actually happening. We're like, what we used to get out of fan films in like, you know, early YouTube is actually like. Yeah, Wolverine is going to meet Deadpool and they might have Daniel Radcliffe in that thing. And like that's like Deadpool is now operating on the level of fan films from 2007. Right. Well, and and not only that, you also have like you have things that you have films that no fans were even asking for, like to the point of like they're (laughs) – I I would be so surprised if there was an Eternals fan film in like 2016. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like like these. I'm not saying it's bad or anything. I'm just saying like these are characters that like like we've we have gotten to a point of this where not scraping the bottom of the barrel, but like we're using characters that are like so deep cut in things that yeah. it's very interesting to like like the mainstream is almost outpaced like. <laughs> the fan film uh, sort of demand. Yeah, it's like because what, like 10 years ago, Blue Beetle would have just been a fan film. Exactly. I'm seeing that there was an Eternals fan film in 2021 directed by Chloe Zhao. <laughs> and it starred, it did, I'm saying it did explain why they didn't help during Endgame. Oh, did it? And did they explain that? They did explain that. And it was they, very long. They blame the atom bomb on a black man? Is that a thing? <laughs> they do, on a gay black man. Wow. <laughs> that it's so Oppenheimer small. is part of the MCU here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah no they Eternals really fan film. Eternals walked so Oppenheimer couldn't <laughs> get ridden <laughs> by Florence Pugh. <laughs> no one saw that and was like, it's time. It, the world is ready. The world's Have ready for this story. Yeah. For this story, we've finally processed it. You think, you think Nolan watched Eternals was like, that's not fucking how it happened. And then like he had just been reading the Oppenheimer book and was like, that's not it. People are going to start thinking that this guy did that. And it was this other guy. Sprite had nothing to do with it. <laughs> the Avengers have Thor and Hulk. We have J. Robert Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> and this up plucky upstart senator by the name of John F. Kennedy. Kennedy. Uh, John F. Kennedy leaves a calling card. Um, I tell you, because that movie is a prequel to JFK. Which is I a guess. prequel. It's just like a prequel to MLK. Yeah, it's technically a prequel to like Patriots Day. It's a prequel to all the Yeah, it's Oppenheimer's a prequel to any movie that's true. Yeah, are you saying that? Like, 
Well, any of the movie that's true after like 1955 yeah. or whatever. The true cinematic universe. <laughs> Of things that happened. So funny. And Chadwick Boseman is three characters in the true cinematic universe. Yeah, they never explain that. Well, that's the multiverse of of, yeah, real, yeah. of history. Yeah, there's a post. We're in the multiverse scene the saga. <laughs> Yo, uh, have you guys ever seen Forty Two? Oh, no, I haven't no. seen the first Forty One. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you don't you don't really need to see them to know what happens in okay, this one. Cool, but cool. there's a scene where, like, uh, during Jackie Robinson's first game, he's getting heckled really hard by the other team, and it's like Why? Alan Tujic because he's because he's the first black fan to play baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Uh, and in the league, was, not not ever. He's the first guy one to figure it out. Ever, ever, yeah. <laughs> Picked up a bat, knew what to do. Um, <laughs> getting heckled by Alan Tudyk, and it's some of the most, which is like the easiest like, guy to heckle because yeah. it's like what a name. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> there's the river of like terrible like racial slurs coming out of his mouth, and I realized my window was open the whole time. <laughs> And you were driving through a neighborhood yeah. in Watts. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> With your windows yeah. down. <laughs> Just playing the I had it playing on the little back screen of my minivan. <laughs> I had that in the scene where Adam Driver grabs a gun and yells all those slurs at uh, Black Lights. You were, wear- you were wearing the sandwich board from, uh, <laughs> from that Die Hard movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you seen the TV version of that sign? Because they like filmed yeah. two versions of it. It's like, I and I hate think the other everyone. one is like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate all people. And it's like, okay, well, he, now he's just kind of a Tumblr post. Well, because yeah, they now still. He's <laughs> yeah, because they still have him go, they still say Harlem. So it's kind of like saying, like, why Harlem for this blanket statement? Why would you not send him to like Times Square? Because people in Harlem love everyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's Everybody let's go back that. to pan films yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so mainly uh this topic was coming up because this year like a big fan film came out that uh <laughs> whiffed hard and that was uh spider-man lotus yes Ooh, Spider-Man. A little kitty cat, cat joined the yeah. chat kyle just started petting a cat that i want he's really good yeah, it's an, it's an orange cat, so he won't be very smart. But no, he's never going to be smart. But he's so good, and he's fearless because his brain is empty. Yeah, because he's got a <laughs> he's got a walnut shell for a brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, heart, yeah, Lotus heart bigger. Yeah, Lotus. Anything. So really, uh, Lotus is kind of like for what it's worth. Uh, one of the better looking ish like fan films that have ever, that have come out in the past few years. Cause mm-hmm. I did just watch like two minutes of like the ones that have come out in the past five years. <laughs> and uh, it's, but it's, that was what attracted people to it was like, he had this test footage that was like really good of like web swinging and that like yeah. suit design and the suit design was all very people, good. People freaked for that suit design. Like whoever he had on like, costumes it, or designing that was like they crushed. Well, because in 2021 he launches the Kickstarter for it, and it gets over a hundred k. Now who's he? Uh, that's Gavin J. Conop is his name, and he's just like an NYU student who's been like ranting on Twitter about how like the MCU kind of sucks and no one understands Spider Man and like. 
superhero movies are about just like action and not about like emotion and heart and stuff like that. So, so I have like a fundamental disagreement as a massive Spider-Man fan and a massive Peter Parker fan. Um, Go off. I believe that Gavin has like a fundamental misunderstanding of Peter Parker as a character. Uh, and I think that's very evident through his film. Um, yeah, uh, for sure. And um, even as because I'm someone who has a very like adamant and like big love for like 1960s Spider-Man, mm-hmm. like uh, and like Spider-Man and his amazing friends, which it's like that Peter Parker is sort of what he models like a lot of the costumes after and stuff like that. And it's like he gets that he gets a Spider-Man with 1960s values wrong, too. Right, which is what he's more going after. And it's like, he's not nailing either one. You know what I mean? Like, in my opinion, the things that make Peter Parker like a remarkable character at its core, in my opinion, is that he should just be a fucking twerpy, shitty little kid who. But like something happened to him and there's just a part of this dude that cannot fucking help himself from helping because he saw the exact results of what that inaction could do. And it's like now there's just this fucking part of him that that cannot let. Like like he he can't just let it go. He can't stand by everything in his life would improve tenfold if he stopped fucking having to leave the date early if he didn't have to blow off the internship if he didn't have to so what does he do when he gets in front of this fucking bad guy that he had that he's ruining his life to fight he has to make fun of him he has to like take that out on this guy but he he can't like fully like go far enough to kill anybody or anything obviously so he just has to like take this out on people and I think that there's like to to make him as cynical as they do in this movie is such a fucking misread of every part of what makes the character endearing and like resonates with people, in my opinion. Well, and the thing is about like the times when Spider-Man can or Peter Parker can be the the emotional person that like Gavin sort of wants him to be in this movie are times where like he can't hold back anymore where it's like because the thing is spider-man is so much stronger than every other superhero out there that like it takes a lot for him to just let loose and this movie has none of that like sort of effort of restraint that peter parker has to everything because he's pulling his punches literally every day i'd want to like from an i guess the most removed from superhero like movies at the moment of the three of us disagree with some of that in that like i feel like spider-man is about like dubstep and like he's got like tall hair he skates he yeah i like when he skateboards i um i like a rhino that's in basically like a tank um <laughs> i like when he webs uh webs a coffee mug and then drinks from it like it's it's good or dr his- pepper yeah yeah um <laughs> But like when he, but but Spider Man to me has always been sort of like, like a a tremendously dense film that is mostly about nothing, and 
has several things that it clearly wants to set up, like sequels. But at the heart of it is like a movie about a girlfriend that dies. I always felt like that was my Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Was a sort of tall, gangly, sort of Andrew Garfield-looking guy. It was like, I mean, that's me. You like a Spider-Man who hates Mondays. I get it. Who's am- and he's amazing, twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's I mean, he good once and amazing once. And I so feel like he has ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want a guy who has some eyes and ears on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, sp- it's interesting. I also feel like from a fan film perspective. Fan films seem maybe you can tell me that I'm wrong, but it seems it's a, it's a thing done by very young people a lot of the times, and it's sort of the perfect thing to make because you are the age of the character. Like, you know, if you and your like 20 year old friends want to make a fan film, uh, you're you're probably you'd look yeah. silly doing Captain America or something, and like cool. it just kind of is the resources are it's so it seems so easy to go make a small little 15 minute well, it's, the, it's 15 the same minute. reason ismahawk when we were in college that he was making like the nightwing stuff like, the nightwing stuff well yeah. that's crazy if he was batman but like it made sense for him being nightwing you know well it was also that thing of uh <laughs> i talked to a friend of the pod uh, i love all of ismahawk like uh gus langley was talking about all the fan films he's done for like uh for dc and stuff where he played like Guy Gardner in like uh, um, all of the well, what Green Lanterns playing poker uh, type of movie cool. and stuff, and he was telling me uh, like DC like for a while I guess it probably isn't like this anymore, just like didn't care. They're like you can make your fan film, and then we'll call it like if it's good enough we'll just be like yeah it's cool, and if not we'll be like you can't do this. So like that they like would right. spend the money to do it all. Before like hitting you with a cease and desist if it's bad. Yeah, that's a shitty deal because it's either like spend all this money and we'll either shut you down or ignore you. And uh, then like Marvel's like, I don't know if you can like they will comb through every piece of your thing to like make sure it's like kosher. And like and so now it's like the rules are like you can't make money off of it, which is the shady part of like this whole Kickstarter situation. Yeah, (laughs) you're supposed to. That's all. It's all about making money. Yeah. Like he 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 gets the Kickstarter and it's supposed to be giving people like steel books and uh, like just signed copies of shit. And like there was a ticketed there was a ticketed premiere, which I feel like should have just been shut down. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. You're telling me. That I could have a steel book of a racist guy's YouTube video. Yes, dude. <laughs> I, I didn't even you. Hey, you could just get buy this for the listeners. Hey, just get the 4K Reservoir Dogs while you're at it. <laughs> I did, so for the listeners, um, a few months after the Kickstarter gets up and running, uh, they get like some more test footage of the swinging. And it's like really pretty decent, like, which is all, of course, animated, right? Yeah, and and that's like him like yelling at animators to all. Kind no, of actually, Spike. Uh, yeah, yeah, so no, Kevin. <laughs> no, fuck off! Like I'm just saying, like this guy. I feel like this campaign in this movie was marked by like how many resources this kid, this dude had. Yeah, and so I was my, my what I'm saying that I mean I mean that to a point. Fucking asshole! <laughs> no, dude, they swung from the building. Stop! <laughs> no, they what I'm saying is through a fire you, escape. I remember when hearing about some of these things. It, the 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 issue was that all this 
test footage was animated and had was making no promise on the quality of once that character stops swinging and talks. So that's all I mean is that they're showing like, look at more of what we can do. And it's like, it's a that's sizzle. all impressive. It's the, same, it's the same kind of thing of when they showcase a video game and they just show cutscenes and no gameplay. Yeah. And everybody's yeah. like, right, but where's but what's the game? What is this? Like? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what am I gonna do? And um there's something where uh uh to also this guy's point of being like, yeah, S- Spider-Man is all action, no character and story. And then it's just he's just bombarding people with like, look at all the cool action we're gonna be able to do. And right. yeah, it's uh, so th- that footage comes out and then like John Watts like messages him and goes, Hey buddy, like saw the footage. It looks Daddy. really good. Like it looks and in it was frame. in color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's he a camera moved through a fire escape and he messages the kid and he's like, How'd you do that? <laughs> how'd you fucking do that? And the kid goes, like, what, the fire escape thing? And John Watts goes, No, how'd you like turn a camera on? <laughs> Actual spit take. That was amazing. John Watts is like holding a 7D. He's like, what do I fucking it's doing photos? I'm taking photos. Y'all are crazy. I love John Watts too. He's one of our American masters. He is. And um so after after a lot of this like attention takes off, uh, a bunch of text messages that are like DMs leak, mm. and it's like Gavin saying like uh, a bunch of like racist stuff, and, and like uh, just like casually like using the N word, uh, like saying stuff about Hispanic people. Just like mm. it, the, all of the DMs are online, and those DMs were leaked by a fifteen-year-old that had like kind of been looking up to Gavin. And like, uh, and like Gavin was like kind of being like his mentor or something. But then once the attention got too much, like sort of just like kicked this kid to the side. Mm-hmm. So this kid is like, fine, fuck you. I'm going to expose you as a little racist. Like the Incredibles. Yeah. <laughs> just like the Incredibles. <laughs> like the Incredibles. <laughs> oh, these are crazy things he was saying. Yeah, he was. Uh, it's like stuff that we will never repeat on this podcast. Um, he I mean, releases like <laughs> what, what, was the, what was the Baldur's Gate uh, slur that we got called in Baldur's Gate? Oh, a hoon! A hoon! <laughs> he keeps writing Norman Osborne's a hoon. <laughs> like so, those DMs were between him and the guy playing the Green Goblin in Lotus. Okay. Who I've and also Ward- heard is this Warden Wayne? Is, no, uh, uh, Warden Wayne is the guy who played Peter Parker. We'll get to that. Oh, he's great. <laughs> um, but, allegedly, uh, allegedly. So those DMs like kind of leak out and go everywhere and crack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he releases like an apology. He talks about how like. Growing up, it was about being edgy with your friends, and like that's where a lot of that humor comes from. But he knows it's wrong, and I'm like, yeah, man. Like, if those DMs came out from before 2013, that would have made a lot of sense for you to say. <laughs> but we all sort of learned around that time that, like, yeah, we when, don't when do were these DMs no from? They're like 2015, man. Like from <laughs> that, like even like even before that, because it's when they were working on this 
freaking movie. Yeah, so yeah. Obama was president. Obama was president. Almost a second time. <laughs> Almost a third time. Um, and then soon after that, more racist <laughs> messages come out. This time from the guy playing Peter Parker. And so which is bad, which is bad because then it's the star of your movie, which I also didn't realize until this moment for some reason wasn't Gavin because I just assumed that actor was so bad. He must be the filmmaker. No, that's well, that's another thing with fan films. I feel like is it's always I mean, not to continue, not to really throw any shade, but like Ismahawk is clearly like an engine built around uh, a handful of people who are like, I think I should be dot, dot, dot. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like fan films are noted by that of like. But has that ever happened? Has anybody ever fan filmed themselves into casting who wasn't already like Ryan Reynolds? I feel like there's like, there is an example of that and I don't remember what it is. But I do know that the the Danny from Ismahawk has like, will occasionally campaign still to be Nightwing. Right. It's not going to happen. Um, it, it's right. Not when it, whereas Nightwing is like a character, like somebody you would cast as like a huge actor, you know, like Jack Quaid would get fucking Nightwing or something. Like he'd be a bad Nightwing. Yeah. But like someone. I'm telling level. you, it should be like Darren Chris. Like I think it would work. Yeah. But. Darren Chris's <laughs> Nightwing would actually rip ass, dude. Darren Darren Chris and Robert Pattinson. <laughs> And just so many theater girls are going to, <laughs> yeah. You know, you got you, you got the Twihards and the Gleeks just <laughs> I'm gonna, wet night one. I'm gonna like occasionally pull some because these aren't fan film things, but I guess like um, uh, Samuel Jacks the the sort of the, the the Nick Fury thing of like you can have the character look like me, but I get to be him later. If right, you but make I, a movie I'm more. I'm more mean. Like, has anyone gone from being an unknown actor, played a character in a fan film, and then gotten to play that character in like the actual Hollywood thing? I don't I think it's ever it. happened. I don't know. No. It, it 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 pretty much has never happened. You got the reverse of it with the Punisher, Dirty Laundry, where <laughs> right. like ten well, years the later, reverse is very <laughs> the reverse is. It's quite sad. Quite sad. Where they're where Thomas Jane's like, I'm not done. Yeah, (laughs) and everyone's like, you're done. Yeah, you have you have a you have Frank Underwood carving a a, a turkey on Christmas, being like, is this (laughs) canon? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, But yeah, so I mean, I, I think like a big to to speak to sort of what you were talking about a second ago though spike like when you actually get into the filmmaking of this thing the actual bread and butter filmmaking is like where did a hundred thousand dollars go dog because it did not go on on screen i mean at the same time I want to be fair because I watched the first 12 minutes of that and I think I watched it with Richard and you had seen it. You watched it 2x speed and if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we've seen all was, of it collectively. I just thought it was horrifying. I just really thought it was like not enjoyable in any way at all. But my so we thing with Saw anything that gets made, especially something that's being made in New York, mm-hmm. and not to – to double back on my John Watts thing, but I'm like, if you can make a movie and all the actors showed up that day and like everything's in focus and it's lit, not horrendously like that does, it does cost money to just get everyone there and feed them that day. Um, 
I do think it's excessive, but I'm sure a lot of money went into this this animate this VFX thing that Richard's alluding to, this like bad right. VFX time. But like it certainly doesn't seem like $125,000, but I can see how I mean that fucker is 2 hours long, right? Yeah. That's and then so like it does long. it breaks my brain that I watched it and it wasn't 40 minutes because it feels like everything could have happened in 30 It should have it, it should have been like a 40 minute one. Yeah. And then I found like other I found a British like Spider-Man fan film that is two and a half Spider- hours long. Spider-Man. And, 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 and it's literally all Cockney dudes too. Like there's this bully beating up this kid. He's like, what was his possibility? Flesh. I'm the Shaman. With great power comes great responsibility. Hey, it's me, Peter Parker. Thwip. Thwip. He swings going. He swings on the other side of the road in that one. It's oh, weird. no, it's Constable <laughs> Stacy. <laughs> Gwendolyn Stacy. Um, There's tons of, cl- I mean, tons of clock towers for her to fall off of. Right? Oh, Big can. Ben. There Try it is, baby. keeping this bitch out of a big clock tower. Uncle Big Ben. Uncle Big Ben. <laughs> the clock tower gets destroyed, and he's like, No! <laughs> It was through his own selfishness. My uncle Big Ben. <laughs> Put that one in No Way Home, and it's just a always... Spider-Man. That's like, oh, when Uncle Big Ben died, it really affected me. I'll always I remember Uncle Big Ben's final words to me. Ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> ding dong, ding dong. This is Spider-Man, mind the gap. But yeah, so then it turns out that that Warden Wayne, the guy playing Peter Parker, is a little racist, too. And then he makes sort of the same excuse of like, oh, yeah, so, you know, that's just like how you were edgy and joking around with friends in high school. And then he made some allusion that he was also homeschooled at some point. And I was like, so your family's racist? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, dude. And uh, through all that, like nobody. Everyone who was homeschooled is racist. (laughs) Is racist. true. (laughs) Well, because he's like, this is how he was like, (laughs) I, I joke with my friends at school like this and it's really racist. And then he goes, yeah, I was homeschooled. So I didn't really understand social norms. Like, it's like, so you just would say those words to just like who was ever around at dinner? <laughs> me and my little brother you just used the N word a lot. Yeah, me and SpongeBob and Optimus Prime, we would just <laughs> talk about all these bad ways people look. <laughs> and uh, so then Spider Man Lotus just becomes a meme after that. And everyone's making jokes about what if the racist Spider-Man is in like across the Spider-Verse. And like there's like a million jokes. What? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess people are making oh, I people see. are very I funny. See. Like what yeah, if he popped he... up Spider-Man? Yeah, what if he just like popped up? Just pops that. up and fights <laughs> fights fucking. He's one of the ones chasing. He's leading the charge. Doesn't even know he's Spider Man. It's like when Miles is like at school. (laughs) And there's a million of these Spider Man Lotus memes. They're all pretty good. 
Um, and like rightfully so, like uh, if you're racist and your face is on the internet, it should be everywhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so then we don't hear from it for a long time. And then all of a sudden he drops like a final trailer and he announces it's going to come out. Uh, this is Gavin announces all that stuff. And then the the train starts rolling again on like he's going to find a premiere and everyone's like, oh, he's really going to do this. And he did. He like had a premiere. He booked out a theater for it. The girl who plays, uh, I believe it's the one who played Gwen Stacy, decided to not show up because she hated it. She spoke out like against them. So like he took her name off a bunch of stuff too, like some petty bullshit. Cool. Um, And then you didn't hear some. And then it was like it was all quiet and it was just like, oh, so a bad movie came out and we could have like forgotten about it. But then all of a sudden, the guy who plays Green Goblin starts going, I don't think what they were saying was that bad in text messages. He's like, I, he's like, oh, we all just need to grow up, you know, like this cancel culture bullshit, like goes on one of those sort of rants. And then someone goes, weren't you grooming like a 14 year old on the set of this movie the whole time? And so that was the last news of this was that like, this guy was bringing a teenage girl around and that, and Gavin knew about it. And I was telling you about that spike well. while we were watching the movie and you were like, I don't <laughs> want to watch this anymore. And yeah, then that's I when we that decided watching right. saw. We started watching saw a much yeah. nicer to watch <laughs> yeah. film. Made um, by nicer people. Yeah. Uh, although with this, some of this Amber Heard stuff, I'm not maybe possibly not that much nicer. Um, <laughs> uh, James Wan, part of the problem potentially. Uh, He's James Wan of them. I think. Well, guys, we'll never work with James Wan or uh, or John anyone who Watts is involved with Spider. Or... No, I'll work with John Watts. I will work with John Watts. After this podcast, I'll think they're going to work with us. We're not going to get a DM from John Watts that is like, "Hey, man, I heard the podcast. I love it." Being like, "How did you pan?" <laughs> did you hear did you guys ever when you, when you focused from a guy in the foreground to the background how did you not get in trouble how much cgi did that take? <laughs> yeah yeah what was post like on that so do you like write scripts that's cool <laughs> guys john watts is fine <laughs> he's kind of one of our finest film directors I mean, like, I mean, in terms of t- the Tom Holland Spider Man's for sure. If you, well, just like I'd say, one of our finest. Like the way he looks. Like, no, I'd just say he's like, like most fine. Oh, I see. He is our capital <laughs> F finest filmmaker. That's, yeah. that's, that's great. Yeah. Because he's like a fine powder, right? I mean, he's making like an action comedy with Brad Pitt and George Clooney again, which like is going to unfortunately mm. like. Bring gimme, me to gimme. the church of John Watts. Yeah. So, gimme, gimme. well, the thing is, like, it's going to be lit. You're going to be able to see everybody. Um, yeah. So, like, John it, Watts, it's, it's going to be lit. <laughs> lit. Like, lowercase l, yeah. the yeah, lights yeah. will be on. Lit, comma, Unless properly. it's a nighttime scene, in which case it will be dark. <laughs> there are those really striking scenes in, in Spider Man Homecoming where it's night and you can tell. 
Okay. <laughs> 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 we simply must. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that's sort of the legacy we can always oh. leave Spider-Man Lotus at is that it's a bad movie made by people who kind of sucked, and it's well, like, does that delegitimize like an area of media that was kind of not legitimate in the first place? Like, because people like kind of a oh, lot sure. of people get their like bread and butter or like learning how to like make films through starting with a fan film or something like that like is uh so is now like uh making a fan film going to be worse because everyone's going oh yeah like that racist dude who made a fan film and so now like if you have something like that attached to your resume or like part of your repertoire is it going to look be looked down upon you know just I mean, by association when you talk about like the validity of this medium if you make a good uh, okay so if we talk about these i forget who made it it was a it was a producer who he adi shankar he made dirty laundry he he had a little bit of a window of making fan films and the two biggest ones were the punisher dirty laundry and then the power rangers the joseph khan yeah. directed power rangers short the one and i feel by like james vanderbeek yeah and i feel like that power rangers thing is inarguably the best fan film that exists, uh, uh, dude, but it also, yeah, yeah. And it's so really, really good. I also feel like at the same time, it is still simply, it's a YouTube video. Yeah. It is. I mean, and that's the but, best you can hope for with these. I don't know that and, this guy damaged something. Cause I don't know that I will. I thought about fan films before or after, you know, the story of, of Lotus. Well, then you look at like, uh, what, um, what like Jason David Frank was working on before he died, you know, like, which the, I, I love him to death. I think he's a great person. I have looked up to him in so many ways. Yeah. We've all literally I, loved him to death. He's gone. Yeah. I shouldn't have loved him. <laughs> yeah, it's, okay. it's our fault. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I think that that, looks so bad and all of the design elements look so bad because everything what is has this to, i don't know this it's uh um the green the legend of the gold dragon or something it's basically power legend rangers of the white like, dragon it's like yeah legend of the white it's and like it's, legally it's, distinct it, it, what it, it looks like, like is one of the flea market like repackagings of a power rangers toy yeah <laughs> and it, but it has Dragon. like four mm-hmm. to five people from Power Rangers like in it, and like it was like really... Jason David Frank's like uh like passion project as like that he yeah, did and not... that's what's point out is that Bat in the Sun is that dude who just makes those fan films like that, right? Like what? Oh, this is... looks rough. I is saw it made... like 2006, a really artistic French uh like joker fan film that fucking rocked me to my core and like horrified me i had a scene that was legitimately haunting and this Uh, is pre-ledger so it's like a totally weird take yeah 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 yeah. pre a lot of shit it was like there was also a um i think adi shankar made this too that was like a venom 
short fan film that was like a horror fake documentary. It was like newsreel because he's like a reporter. Mm. And you just basically oh, don't yeah, see Venom. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end, like you don't see Venom until like the last 90 seconds. And it just kind of like to do like alien. a man on uh, like a, a, yeah, like a mockumentary kind of like journalist. Like a man bites dog Eddie, thing. Eddie Brock like a man on wire. Like man bites yeah. dog on wire. Man bites dog on wire. <laughs> dog bites man. <laughs> A fan film, Dirty Laundry. Man bites dog on wire. Walk with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I but mean, like, it's could or could fan films like this ever be more than like a shitty you not shitty but like a YouTube? Well, like, I, I was gonna say that out. like I think that when we were sort of in film school, Spike like around like twenty, like like the twenty twelve era like fan films yeah. had this very like blue sky like who knows what could happen with this you know like superhero you could get an agent perfect. you could get an agent you could get so many yeah. things and and i think you still can in a lot of ways and they're like it's with the las vegas tax credit for filming in 2012 we're gonna get right. so much made right exactly. we got paul like, there, there was a lot of stuff that like i think was like when we were coming up especially was seen as like oh this will be this could be a huge deal. I think we haven't seen that necessarily matriculate into like mainstream stardom for anybody involved in any of these. That being said, fan films do get people work and they do get people industry um, notoriety because it is a great way to leverage an existing fan base and suddenly put yourself in front of all those people. You know, and you know what that reminds me of is like anything like, I totally agree. Like, I just think that that's, if you can remove, if there, if you're, if you're a young filmmaker or any filmmaker, I think it, this applies to older people as well who are also making fan films and they're making them kind of in a jaded way. Someone who makes like, like a fan film of an old TV show that they like, or like a, a uh, Twilight Zone episode where they like they're just kind of angry at the in, at an industry and and they're sort of like hate fucking. And this is genuine. I'm throwing secret shade, but like. <laughs> You, some yeah, yeah. half the fan films can feel like a bit of a like hate fuck and like this really mean spirited like correction by Guys, a filmmaker. And so this just in though, we've been shitting on John Watts this whole time. Guess how he got his start? A RoboCop fan film. Hey, man, man. Whoa. I'll check that out. I'll check out that. that but cool. hold on, I, I want to. There's a big thing that Kyle that you just hit on which i like feel very deeply about which is like basically any filmmaker who is successful is that way because they never stopped trying to be a filmmaker and if you sort of create obstacles like i don't have the money i don't have the ideas i don't know people of course that's a valid and it it can hurt you and get it make it harder and harder to make something the next day and if there's this route to where something is already pre-designed or pre-written or preconceived and it eliminates the things you have to generate and get out of your like depressed funk or angry funk. I think that's great. Like I, I did a whole deep dive at the beginning of this year that might come up, turn into something about um, Stephen King's dollar baby program, which are his short stories that are free to adapt into like nonprofit short films. And a lot of people complain about those being like, you can't make money on them. You can barely send them to festivals. And it's like, 
No, the whole point of this is that it has been written for you already by a master storyteller. Right. You want now to go practice. do your part. Go practice. Directing yeah, a movie. Like learn you how to make a movie. Part of this for you. And it's the same thing where it's like, hey, look, if you're some if you're some kid who wants to pretend to be who who thinks you have a friend who can be Spider-Man and you want to shoot a movie like this or just to have shot a movie like that, I think that's awesome. Um, I think it's where this Lotus thing comes in where they sort of announce this like importance onto it that it becomes lame. I really like fan films be, when, that you that feel very like they I, when, they are very you can feel the in love, love with what they're the doing, cookie, you know, like it's yeah. It, I don't feel the Spider-Man love in this, but there's there's like 40 Batman like fan films that you can find that like mm-hmm. take place in the Tim Burton universe still that like have this care to look like that, that are like really good. And like, and it's because they make these because they wanted to see something out of like a Batman movie that they hadn't been able to see yet or that Hollywood wasn't giving them, especially like we can talk about Batman for a long time, wasn't getting what people Mm. wanted out of it. So what do you do? You just make it yourself because that was always everyone's retaliation was like, Oh, if you don't like this type of movie, why don't you go and try to make it yourself? So fan films That's are a lot huge. of people being like, yeah, maybe I can do that because this is what I like. And so it's like maybe a lot of us should do that. If we, if you like X-Men yes. so much, make the X-Men you want to love. I think you're so fucking right in that. Gambit feature. I think that also we should appreciate any of these fan films because they are those because they're not because this is the alternative to being an asshole in comments telling some kid who loves the dark knight they're an idiot. You know, yeah, if every Snyder dork just made their 20-minute short film that was what they want out of the Snyderverse, I'd shut up. Like it's uh, but none of them do because they're too they, busy complaining. They could restore the Snyderverse. Damn. They could do it themselves and like through fan restore. films you could like do it. You know, if you love this shit so much that you're going to spend all this money no. on like shit, just do it yourself. We need to cyber bully Matt Reeves. Yeah. We need to dox everyone involved with the James Gunn DCPU. <laughs> There's some of those Discord calls that I that come up for me and my YouTube recommended that are basically saying that. Jesus. I mean, there was that horrifying that it's, it's so insane how dark it gets. And it's clearly people who feel, um, voiceless. And this is, I guess the, this is the bigger issue with like Twitter and the internet, but like, um, you can also find volume and a voice in making art. Um, I think that this racist group of people doesn't count, but like, you know, it. I do think it is an altruistic thing to do to just create art instead of complain, which I think is what most fan films are. Well, and actually, so I almost made a fan film in college until Spike Kittrell told me I shouldn't. What I do? No, 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 no. You gave me great advice. I, it's what my thesis film I did, the uh, Roswell Secret. Uh, yeah, you can look it up if you want. Um, I was going to try to write like a Doctor Who fan film because I thought that might get like some attention online or something. Mm. And you were like, why do a Doctor Who thing when you could just write your own thing? And I was like, oh, that is 
way better to do. <laughs> and so I just so, wrote my own thing. That's so interesting. I don't remember the Doctor Who idea, but Roswell's Secret Rules. I mean, this was obviously, you might remember this was around the time I wrote a fan film. Right. You, had, you have a whole Tank Girl movie. I wrote like 100 pages of a Tank Girl script. Tank uh, yeah, that is true. Really? It's like... We about all 25 kind of, pages of which i stand by today it's all yeah. i think the whole script is still really fucking good i think we all Guys, have dm like, us if you want to read movie. spike's tank yeah <laughs> no 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 <laughs> but you know what is interesting i do you remember i'm i got through to alan Moore. I, you know Al, not alan Moore. Let, alan maybe, martin maybe we save this and maybe we do a tank girl episode oh geez this the alan martin story well, it could be part of like the greater tank okay. girl. Boots on the ground. Yeah, development hell. God, do I still have that script? That's if I have it, we can. I mean, that was the read thing. It. Everyone has like we'd all make a fan or like when people say oh, I would make like a Batman movie, you're saying you would make a fan film. Yeah, I when mean, I was 14, sure. I think you know? I wrote like, yeah. I wrote like we've a all... Robin thing when I was like just getting yeah, into the idea of writing because i'm like at least these are characters that i don't have to try to make you know what i mean like, the, these are characters that i know already yeah, there's a there's a whole season of power rangers where they're all based off of greek gods that's like somewhere on a hard drive that doesn't exist anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean i don't know i i think it's like definitely an interesting uh like you know the, the the whole fan film ecosystem is definitely interesting, and I think like, I mean, there's this terrible one that's Mega Man the movie that I was looking at. Oh boy, that was like everyone uh, everyone in the comments is like, you can tell all the love that's put into this, but like even with all of its technical problems, because it does look like it was filmed on like a Metro PCS phone. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm looking at this Tank Girl script, and it's not good, but I'm like. <laughs> I sent it to you, Kyle. Like, I don't know. I'm getting very emotional because I'm just like, a fan film is ultimately people who, a fan film is very silly to make, maybe more than a normal film because it's sort of like, and we'll make a a, a Spider-Man costume, but we'll right. do it good. Yeah. And it's sort of like, it's ultimately, because they are all made to make no money, this is where the again Lotus is the the sort of nasty exception. Yeah, but to speak to fan films, they're, they're racist made, and they made money. Fan films are only made because the people making them love something, and you, you see a lot of movies that are made by angry people. And I just think like fan films are cool because they are the product of encouragement and enthusiasm, two things that I think in art are really rare. Um, and then whenever you see a horror like. A fan film is maybe better when it's less good. Like when it's clearly like they got the Michael Myers mask at the store and they did one cool new thing to it and it's in someone's house and you can tell these three houses are three different parts of the same house and it feels like the product of like – they feel handmade and films feel so not handmade today. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you see any movie that feels like – it was made. I know that sounds silly, but like, it's so cool. And so like, it's a bummer that this Lotus thing was made so cynically. And then you can always smell when other fan films are made with that cynicism. But 
I hope, I think if nothing else, it doesn't discredit the, the form. I think it just illuminates. It's going to make it more clear to see the true, like lovingly made ones. And it's also with the available, uh, with how easy technology is getting with a lot of things that like, yeah, in the future, we're going to have these fan films that like look a lot better. So like the 100K, it took like we're saying it didn't look like Spider-Man Lotus had 100K on screen, which means realistically making something of a Spider-Man Lotus quality should be accessible for people of lower incomes, because mm. I don't think anyone who worked on that movie came from a lower income, to be honest. So like they wouldn't know what that is, but maybe in the future when it's like the the tools for Blender and like all these kind of things are cheaper and available, people who love these things can get more attention and we can have more fan films that probably are of better quality because everyone like when like uh, I was in theater school, then you guys were in film school. Everyone had their take on like this awesome Batman detective movie. Like everyone sat down uh, mm-hmm. like always to be like, you know, it'd be so cool if Batman was just like a detective instead of like this really like beat him up guy. And it was like, yeah, like an angry like, cop. Yeah. What if it was like seven and, <laughs> and like, and then Matt Reeves made it, you know? So yeah. all those dudes shut up. Matt but Reeves made it. <laughs> that plays in the beginning. <laughs> At the beginning of all his movies, he's got to throw his tag in there. It says it's a Matt Reeves joint. Yeah. <laughs> Real hot girl shit, and then it just starts the Batman. And it's Real like, hot girl shit. I mean, like, <laughs> it's. But to get back to like fan films being about love, they have to be because they're free. Like That's what I'm saying. You know, they, they were only make, made yeah. to be made to be loved. And that is yeah, what makes yeah, them yeah. so pure. Nothing is made to just be made. Even if you are at home alone and you make a Lego set, you want to show it to people. Like I feel like fan films, they are not going to really even be seen. No, it's you I, just want to make it. They are, you know, right. And Sometimes it's cool that like you're at a party and someone's like, "Hey, dude, I watched this like crazy like Power Rangers fan film. You should check it out sometime." And like they live I mean, on like that, bro. The three of us are like not to spoil anything, but like we're talking in fan film adjacent stuff on things we're doing. Like yeah. it's fun to play with what is already out there and bring your own thing to it. Um, I know. I think it's really cool. I think it sucks that the most pro- that the most famous one is no longer that that Power Rangers thing. It's this fucking... Well, it's that. You know the other thing, too? Superman Solar. Is it also fan films dick. Yeah. Fan films yeah. are Superman maybe Solar more... Superman Solar can eat my fucking ass after a hike, bro. It, it's, it's like a, a, it's like a, a right-wing indie <laughs> studio made a, like, Superman fan <laughs> film. After a hike, post hike, pre pool, get Bro, in there. I will wipe my fucking rancid ass with Superman Solar <laughs> Duck. It's the it's the worst Superman media. It looks like time. it was also filmed by one guy who had to keep setting up the tripod and then running into the shot. I fucking hate it. You I constantly it's like the end of every shot is this. Yeah, and it's got such a <laughs> yeah. weird take. I don't know. It's fucking. I mean, um, you know, it's I, thinking too. Fan films might have a tougher time because. So, wait, real quick. Superman yeah. Solar is like, what if a gun realized it was a gun and was hype? 
<laughs> it's the inverse of Iron Giant. Yeah. What um, if a gun knew it was a gun and saw someone else with a gun? <laughs> it was like, this is my time. <laughs> um, I think fan films might have a tougher time now. Not gonna because everything has shot. been made now, including Star Wars. Star Wars, like if you look right. at like Disney Plus Star Wars content, it feels very fan filmy. Um, and like everything has been made into a movie. Blue Beetle is a fucking movie, like you said. Like the Flash, we've seen three Flashes or whatever. I mean, Ashoka I is that, essentially a Rebels fan film, right? Sure. Like, you can yeah. Argue. I think that on that Dave Filoni um, out here making fan films, mm-hmm. our minds have seen. What is it? It's eight, seven um, uh, Spider-Man movies that all cost over $200 million. We've seen Spider-Man in other movies that cost more than that. We've seen Spider-Man cartoons we like. but So our brains are seeing – I think there's a dissonance when you see bad Spider-Man or like cheaper Spider-Man. I bet you if you made a fan film, a Spider-Man fan film for $20 million – we would look at it and go, this isn't correct. Yeah. Like I just think our brains are like, we now know what everything it should look like. And now I think we're at the point where it's no longer, I think uh, Hugh Jackman being in that Wolverine costume is the final thing fans will be excited about like being done in live action, like fully, like just be, what's that? I mean, maybe like the Avengers versus the X-Men is the only thing you could excite people right. about after that, but it's like yeah. nothing. We're kind of getting to the end of the line on a, shit. People a pro- have been like, a, a, proper Galact- a proper Galactus would get people whooping. Sure. Anyways, you know, but what like, I'm saying is that fan films, especially back when they were pre pre MCU were a big exciting part of it was, oh my God, look at how they made a Nightwing costume look like that. And we've seen Nightwing costumes look like that now. You know, like there's no more. That was a huge piece of fan films allure is to be able to like pull off seeing something in live action for the first time. But now these major DC Marvel, Star Wars, and they're scraping bottom of the barrel because now they are doing a a Scarlet Witch television show, or they are doing Ahsoka and a Bo- old old Boba Fett. I feel like old Boba Fett has to be one of the most fan filmed things over mm-hmm. the last twenty five years. Has to be, but now there's a definitive. Well, it's season of TV about it. Well, like Mandalorian season one was the like Batman detective movie of everyone's Bo- dream Boba Fett movie. Sure, and you know, you're also it, seeing fans make the films. Yeah. You well, know, the products also, of the Spielberg era are now our main big directors. You're like J.G. Abrams and John Favreau and Dave Filoni, and that's why their stuff feels like fan films. Well, also for better for better and worse. That dude who made um, Mortal Kombat Rebirth, which was that like seven episode like fan film on YouTube, that got like then he got hired by Warner Brothers to make Fame. He did like a couple episodes of Book of Boba Fett. Like that's that's where you can really go with like fan films. Is I don't think as an actor it gets you anywhere, career wise. But like as an actual like, that's what I'm saying some of the some of the film, people behind yeah. the camera have they do get work from this stuff. Yeah, yeah that does that does happen. I mean, and then or you get there's also the other types of fan films that we didn't really get into of like those guys that like shot for shot remade like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Which, which is another one of those things of like, 
true just for the passion of doing it with your friends like yeah mm-hmm. that's, and then there's a whole documentary cool. on a, about how that's uh, just about passion of doing it with your friends mm-hmm. it's a great doc i really don't think there is any actor who has come out of fan films Wow. I, don't think so, I mean, so it's it's always you get like a decent actor to be in the fan film. Like that's like like Michael Jai White will answer the phone. Sure, Eric Roberts will show up. Mm-hmm. Eric Roberts will show up for a Killers music video. I want to say maybe somebody in that <laughs> even in that Mortal Kombat thing was kind of big. Michael Jai White was in it. Okay, that's what. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I guess I guess at this point we've kind of beat around the bush yeah. of this, where we have to. We got posed the big the big Q, right? Was oh yeah, was Spider Man Lotus worth it? I think all the no. starters would agree. No. Yeah, I, I mean, if I get my fucking steel book anytime soon, then yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. It was worth the five hundred dollars I donated. It's crazy. It was two hours. It's insane. It's two hours. Oh, here's a quick question because, uh, but, but what is the movie about? Have you both seen it? Yeah. yeah. What's I, it about? Can you tell me real quick what happens in it? It's kind of about <laughs> it's kind of about fucking uh It's like about fucking Gwen. It's kind of about fucking. No, it's about Gwen. The Spider-Man fucking and it's about uh fucking Norman uh dying. So Harry having to deal with that too it's just like a real it's really it's about it's, a movie about, it's about it's about dealing with death and yeah. like mortality and then it's about like realizing like you have to live for something and doing that through like a terminally ill child and like connecting right. through that which is the worst shot scene in the whole movie What's that scene where Spider-Man goes and meets like a terminally ill kid who like reinvigorates him on being Spider-Man and it is like seven minutes too long and it's like lit with like apartment lights and it looks so bad. I think I've seen frames from this. Is this like also pulling from that one thing where like the kid is going to die so he takes his mask off for him and that shit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it uh, seems like that's another fan film thing is to like recreate images and like, oh, they're mm-hmm. finally doing this arc again. Something that if you do 40 MCU movies, you'll actually see that in a real movie. Yeah, it's uh, and it's like across the Spider-Verse talking about canon events. It's just yeah. like seeing different canon events look like that. Like it's now every Spider-Man has a like Spider-Man no more. My suit is in the garbage mm. can and I walk away shot. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which Gwen Stacy just got that in the comic books, and she's the only one that's happy afterwards. Gwen Stacy just threw her suit away? Yeah. Oh, she but she's thriving. Spider-Man. Yeah, she's thriving. She's Great. in her band. She's thriving. <laughs> cool. I love that. I'm, I'm happy for her. Uh, I don't think Spider-Man Lotus was worth it. I think that the $125,000 no. should have instead gone to cancer research. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I think all movies should stop being made until they're all, until cancer's done. Nah, um, build yeah. me a pool. <laughs> um gavin maui is on fire <laughs> and you're making a spider-man movie sorry if n overton is in hawaii <laughs> <laughs> he's probably not anymore um okay now no, <laughs> if we don't hear from you and you don't come on the show we'll assume you died in the maui fires <laughs> 
And are you selling your land? Because Oprah's looking. Yeah, we're buying for Ope. <laughs> we're buying for Opie. I call oh, her yeah. Opie. <laughs> Yeah, Opie. It's really, it's really confusing because my other best friend is named Anthony, (laughs) (laughs) and I keep saying we'd start the best podcast, but they say no every time. When when I tell people I'm, I'm getting sandwiches with Opie and Anthony, they're like, "What? No, no, no! It's Oprah Winfrey and my other best friend, Anthony." (laughs) Anthony. (laughs) Duh. All right. Uh, yeah, not worth it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just a big not worth it. It's it's it's, it's, uh, it's a horribly was... acted, horribly executed, uh, a bad misread on a character done out of spite uh, that got gassed up by the mainstream, giving it more than it should have had. Because you can get clicks if you say anti MCU shit anytime on the internet, so people mm-hmm. were going to pay attention. Especially if it gets co-signed by the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, but to, to I think to almost to close on the other side of it is any other kind of fan film is worth it. And mm-hmm. like if you want to make a thing and you want that thing to be like the Incredible Hulk, just go make the Incredible Hulk and it's absolutely worth it. Like I mean I'm way happier making movies than having made movies. Like when I think about the things I've made, the best parts are the stuff before it was done. So like, it's absolutely worth it to make whatever you want. And it's totally fine. If that's a thing that is, you know, you pretending to be Qui-Gon Jinn. Well, yeah. Think about, uh, the next two biggest sci-fi movies coming out, like rebel moon and the creator Mm -hmm. are, they were star Wars scripts. Right. You know, like, and, but so like, if you have a good idea as a fan of something because you love it and maybe it starts out as a Spider-Man movie but turns into its own thing through the second or third draft, but guess what you have? A foundation built on something you love. Yeah, this so, might have been like, advice that, the creator of Tank Girl once gave a dumb 19-year-old. There you go. So there you have it, folks. Uh you know, we're fine with the racism, but we don't like the filmmaking. Um, <laughs> you know, if you separate the art from the artist, they're both mm, bad. And this is uh, like one of the best cases of that. Hate Gavin's movies. Love his politics. <laughs> no, I don't know. Have you uh, seen Gavin's water fountains? Fuck. Fuck this guy. Fuck his movie. Um, go make go make shit, though, because that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Go make shit. And we're back making shit. Development hell rises again, 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 again. We're back, bitches. The bitches. Kyle, what are we doing? Kyle, what are we doing next week? Slash in like twenty minutes. Uh, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it a total secret from you guys. I'm giving you guys no clues until we're mid episode, but it will be a failed uh, reality TV pilot Um, that ultimately saved Canadians in. In an Argo-like twist. Um, that ultimately maybe started every problem in our culture. <laughs> but we'll get to that. The thing we're talking about? Yeah. All right. Tune in next oh, week, guys, for an episode on Real Housewives. Uh, no. They, they <laughs> Yo, look at up. us under... They, do, look they at, do come up. <laughs> Yo, look at us under 70 minutes. 
amazing. Guys, play us again if 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 you need yeah. to. You At know, really speed. feel like you got the full experience. Yeah, yeah. this is a this is a, a this, this is, is like kind of the most sentimental ep and the most succinct one. Yeah, you know, I listened back to the last episode, and I was we shouldn't do too many current updated stuff because I was such a curmudgeon. I wanted to come in here and be more positive, and it was Spider Man Lotus, and we still found a way. I feel like to have a really nice episode. There you go. Oh, that's. The racists so, yeah. lose again. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> and so does because this was fucking funny. <laughs> Guess what, N. Overton? You don't know how unfunny I think I am. I'm so, N. Over you. Fuck you. Bitch. Fuck mom. you. Uh, all right. You love the smell of dog <laughs> shit. <laughs> Bye, demons. <laughs>